1: Hey, welcome back to training for manhood. Dan Panetti here. Um, went to a funeral this week and, um, I don't know if you're like me, but you, you've, uh, maybe heard this particular statement, um, phrase when uh, people talk about funerals, they, uh, they talk about this idea of, um, you know, what do you want said about you at your funeral? And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought about that. I resonated with that. I, um, I sat through a funeral, um, of a, of a, a friend and, uh, was just you know, thinking about this question that people pose uh, to you, you know, that, uh, at the end of your life, when, when you're not there any longer, um, you know, there's going to be a group of people who gather around you and, and they're going to talk about you. And, and, you know, the idea of what do you want said at your funeral was always posed to me kind of as a question, um, for a, um, a, a, help in trying to determine uh, for you to live your life in, in a way that had uh, meaning and purpose. And and I thought about it because I, I just kind of laughed as I was thinking about that particular question. And I thought, you know what, that's, that's kind of a funny statement, right? Because when you're at your funeral, right? One, you're you're not there, right? You're, you've you already passed. And so you don't really know what's going to be said at your funeral. And two, um, nobody really ever says anything bad about people at the funeral, right? It's a celebration of life. Um, you bring up people who tell um, their best memories of you. And so um, even if you have a life that's not marked by uh, great things, um, there are going to be people who find, right, some of the good things that you did, some of the not so bad things that you did. And I, and I just, I thought about, you know, just kind of how uh, interesting that particular perception is that you know what do you want said at your funeral um, kind of misses the point um, of really digging into um, looking at your life and so I went back and, and I was rethinking about the uh, episode that I recorded last week uh, that Genesis twenty six twenty five verse about you know building altars pitching tents digging wells uh, and I just thought you know it's it's so important to get this right to do this and to do this well. Um, I'll, I'll give you the verse again. It says, uh, it's talking about Isaac. It says, so he built an altar there and he called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. And I talked about last week just how um, significant this particular um, ordering was and this comparison, right, of building altars and pitching tents. Um, and, you know, the, the the important part is is really looking at that comparison of building altars and pitching tents. And, and I wanted to kind of go back and, and you know, focus on this because I think some people, you know, might get lost in, in what that concept looks like. And, and I think, you know, the reminder that scripture gives us is that pitching tense is important. Doing the physical work, the temporary work, doing things with excellence here um, in your physical life, in your material life, right, is important because scripture is going to use that to compare your spiritual life too, right? So if you're not doing things well physically, right, in the material world, if you're not living your life well, um, even for the here and now, then there's no way you're living your life well for the hereafter, right? The the whole idea that... um, you know, we're not living for eternity. Um, we are eternal beings that are actually living now. And, and it's it's important for us to understand that the life that we live now is significant and important. And so, um, you know, training for manhood, the, the word training, we've talked about this before, right? The the Greek word, gumnazo, we get our word gymnastics from it. Um, in First Timothy uh, 4, 8, 9, it talks about how training for godliness, right? Training for godliness is important. And, and Paul actually says this. He says, um, in a sense, right, um, bodily training is of some value, but training in righteousness, training for godliness, right, has value for this life and the next. And so it wants you to compare, right, pitching tents and building altars. It wants you to compare what you're doing in this life now f- for material things, temporary things, um, you know, uh, let's just say uh, guys, sports, right, um, you know, doing the best that you can to go out and, and you know, prepare yourself. um, to uh, to perform as well as you can in a particular sport, to take that on, to to you know realize, hey, that's important, and then realize that the spiritual life is even more important than that. But if you don't take the temporary things as important, then you can't compare. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't pitch your tent well, then you definitely won't build your altars well. Does that make sense? Right? Are you are you tracking with me? Like, you need to you need to grasp that concept. the The comparison is so important uh, for you to understand that when you know, God's talking about building altars and pitching tents. He's not saying pitching tents is not important. Um, You know, hey, just throw up a tent, you know, sleep in it for a night, no big deal, but build altars because that's what you're going to live in for eternity. That's where you're going to spend, you know, your eternal life. What he's saying is, hey, these things are important, but you have to get them in the right order and they have to be of the right priority. And so thinking about those particular concepts, I think, is so important when you get to that idea of what kind of life do you want to live, what are you marked by? And I think that the reality is, is people are going to go up and they're going to they're going to say nice things about you um, at your funeral, right? But the question really is, is what are you? What was your life marked by, right? What are what are the main priorities of your life when people think about you and they remember you? Um, what are the thoughts that come to your mind? Were they Temporary things were they? Um, you know, hey, he was really great at and and you know fill in the blank. And it's all temporary. Or when they think about you, do they think about you in terms of hey, um, that was a guy who lived for something greater than himself. That was a guy who had meaning and purpose and significance in life. That was a guy who was willing to sacrifice his own personal pleasure and comfort for something greater than himself. That was a guy who. Uh, was willing to call out a friend and speak truth to him, even if it cost him something. And I, I think about those uh, particular concepts and, and I go, hey, that's a really important reminder, right, that that's what this particular verse, Genesis twenty six twenty five, is is dealing with, right, is the importance of understanding these things in their proper perspective. Um, and so, you know, pitching your tent, right? Your home, your work, um, the material things, they're, they're important, right? But we don't allow them to become idols in our life. Um, they're important, but we don't prioritize them over the spiritual. And so you have to kind of look at life as a series of, right, you know, these decisions that you're making um, and you realize that, yeah, okay, you know, my my kids are going to play sports, for example, okay? Um, But we're not going to allow sports to dominate our life to the point that um, it takes priority over the spiritual things. And the way that we treat ourselves, right, in the sports uh, is going to be a representation of that aspect that we think these things are important i'll give you a couple examples um uh, you know, um, Campbell's working, um, at a, at a place and, and they, you know, give out trophies to kids after the games. And so this is a, you know, I don't know, second and third, fourth grade basketball thing. Um, you know, the kids are out there, they're playing their championship game. One of the teams comes in second place. And so they give the uh, medals or trophies to the, you know, the coach and the coach turns around and looks at the kids who are all crying. Cause they took second place, which of course we know is, you know, second place is the first loser. Um, right. Um, and, uh, And, and so, you know, he says, apparently the coach says to the kids, Hey, do you even want these medals? And the kids are like, no. And so the coach gives them back. Um, so whatever, whatever that story looks like, right? You can, you can envision in your mind, just the reality of somebody over prioritizing winning, right? Winning at all costs. Winning is the only thing we're winners. We're not losers. Um, and, and you go okay maybe at the highest level of something um, you know you could you could make that argument right but you know to second or third grade kids um, but the, but the reality is is like that's that mindset right that um, you know this is something that's out of whack in terms of its priority now here's the deal I, I was there right I was there I remember coaching uh, Parker when he was playing uh, second grade football. Uh, and I'm out there on the football field and I'm coaching, you know, the defense and we're we're out there and, um, you know, the referees are not seeing all the holding that's going on and I'm getting upset and and frustrated. And one of the referees comes over to me and just says, Hey, I I think you need to calm down a little bit. And I walked off the field and just, you know, kind of had this, um, out of body moment, right? Not, not literally, but just kind of, you know, um, theoretically, um, and it just was like this moment where i just kind of looked at myself and i went oh my goodness i'm i'm that guy right i'm that guy who has this thing completely out of whack Uh, the wrong priorities. Um, My son is playing football and I should be um, thrilled um, that he's competing um, and that, you know, they're having a great time. Um, He's with his friends. We're with a bunch of great people doing life. Um, Parker's learning um, some great um, priorities of life and, and, you know, the, the physical aspects and sportsmanship and all the different things. And it's like, you know, win or lose on the game Right. Is, is that the important thing? And the reality is, is it's, it's not. It's it's not right. That particular moment in that particular time, if you could go back and say, how do I do that better? Um, and the concept is, it's like you can't, you can't go back in life to do it better. So you need to prepare yourself in your mind and your mentality so that you do those moments well going forward. Right. So, and, and we all have those. We all have those moments. And, and you know, the podcast is primarily, I think, uh, in my mind, right, for young guys as you're coming up. I want you to avoid um, that sideline, um, surreal moment. I want you to understand that concept before you're the dad out there who's yelling and screaming and acting up and, and making a fool out of himself. I want you to think about that before, so that you can be the dad who's out there and um, loving his kids well, um, no matter what they're doing, um, and coaching them, and training them, and helping them understand right that it's about you know working hard and having good sportsmanship um, and appreciating you know the the, the game and, and what you're doing, and and then right, it's the concept of once once you grasp that you know mentality, then you can use that to help them understand. And here's why we have that. Priority, um, because we're focused on building altars and pitching tents, and that priority, right, um, has to have that tension, right? We want to do the pitching tents well because we want to do the building altars better, okay? And and it has, to, you have to pitch tents well. You have to do things, um, you know, and perform well in life, so that you have that comparison, right? Paul's going to say, hey, because you're working hard in the physical, hey. Work that hard, at least in the spiritual. And that's where this this verse and, and, and really everything that we've been talking about since i started this podcast, right, is really that tension between those things has to be played out so that you can say, am I doing the spiritual life? Am I building the altars and have that as my top priority? Um, and I look at then, you know, the the pitching tense aspect and I say, hey, what's the time, energy, and effort that's going into that? and then i look at my spiritual life and say hey am i doing more than what i'm doing for the temporary right am i am i building capacity in myself and in others from the spiritual component right or am i only building capacity in myself and in others from the physical component and so that's a that's a conversation i think that you really need to have and then i think we get to that last part right and it's the if And only if you're doing these two things in their proper perspective, can you see then the importance of digging wells, which is the blessing others. And this goes back then, right to that idea of those people who are going to be speaking at your funeral, um, that they've been blessed by you. Um, and they're not just talking about, you know, the, the great times that we had together, but they're talking about the capacity that you built into them that went beyond you. like the, the legacy that you left uh, was greater than the good times that a person had with you it was about you helping them to become better people. And I think that's the concept that you really need to ask yourself, right? Am I doing that? Um, and, and just realizing that God's economy is different than man's economy. So as you, as you think about what you're doing in life, realize, um, that, you know, you're, your you can not just focus on your own, uh, prosperity, uh, the temporary wealth and comfort, but you have to be focusing on your posterity, your legacy, your children, both physical and spiritual. Um, and that's, that's the, the question that you have to be asking yourself, right? How am I, um, who, you know, who's been blessed? How am I being a blessing to others? And I think that's where, right, the digging wells concept comes in. So if you're building altars and pitching tents, then you'll look to dig wells because not all of your time, energy, and effort is spent on the pitching tents So as God is building capacity in you because you've built altars and you've called upon the name of the Lord, he then gives you that time, that talent, and that treasure, and you can use it to build tents. Right, But if you pitch tents, then you've got leftover, then you've got extra, then you've got things where you're saying, hey, I want to use this because I haven't spent it all in building a tent. I've only used it in pitching a tent. Now, how can I use that to bless others? That's where the digging wells concept comes from. Um, Let me give you an example. Right, What that looks like is um, you go out and you buy a new car, which we did this weekend. Um, and you're looking and you're saying, Hey, um, you know, what can I afford? What does my budget hold? Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of people are, are stretching themselves right beyond their budgets. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're, um, you know, they're, they're buying something that, that demonstrates to other people how valuable they are instead of saying, Hey, what can I, what can I get by with? Right. What, what do I need? Um, and instead of getting right. Everything, right? It's the concept of are you willing to make a sacrifice so that you've got extra capacity to use for blessing others? Um, And I I gave an example when I was teaching this, and and just it's you have to understand. Like, don't take the example as like you know the gospel principle. Take it as as a you know um, a picture of an example. So use this you know for what you want. But it's the idea of um, let's say you were going to buy a hundred thousand dollar car. Um, And you said, hey, I don't want to buy a $100,000 car. I'm going to buy a $60,000 car. What do I do with that extra $40,000 that I was going to spend on a car? Um, And you use that to bless other people. Here's the thing I think that we don't really understand and and we won't understand until we get to heaven is what happens to that $40,000? I think in God's economy, that $40,000 goes to build um, your kingdom in heaven, right? Because it goes to build the kingdom of God here on earth. And God, you know, Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to prepare a place for you, right? And I'll come back for you. I, I think part of the reality is, Right, that the things that we sacrifice here on earth for, when we choose, right, when it talks about Matthew six, um, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. I think when we choose to put the priorities of God first, then God uses those things as a blessing for us later, for eternity. Um, and and just right, there's not you know a, you know dollar for dollar thing. It's not like I'm investing here and it's growing there. I'm just saying, I think the reality is. That the blessing of being used by God when you build altars and pitch tents is that you get to dig wells and those wells have an eternal impact, not only in the lives of the people that you're blessing, but in your life. Um, I think it's that concept of, right, it's if you're a well digger, you're a blessing to a community around you of people who will be there at your funeral and not just telling nice stories about you, but telling about how you transform their life because of the sacrifices that you made to be a blessing to them. Um, And then it's the concept of, right, it's it's not just, you know, uh, leaving a legacy for your children, but... Children, right, is kind of a concept of, you know, we talk about biological children, but I think we need to have spiritual children, right? So all the people that you're investing in, all the people that you're giving to, all the people that you're sacrificing for to better their lives, right, those are the people who are going to be around, you know, you um, at your funeral saying, hey, this was a man marked by uh, building altars, pitching tents, and digging wells. And I was one of the people who came along and was you know, nourished by, was, um, you know, was refreshed by that particular well um, that that person dug, not just for their own benefit, but for the benefit of others. They, They were willing to pay the cost and I was the beneficiary of that, right? But if, here's the thing, if you're building tents and pitching altars, I think the reality is, is you don't see the needs of others around you and you don't want to make a sacrifice to be a blessing to others. And you only give from your excess, right? Including your time, talents, and your treasure, as opposed to giving from the core that God has given you and, and constantly asking, hey, God, how do I how do I be a good steward of what you've given me, right? The, the reality is, is, you know, once you've spent everything on yourself, once you've built, right, you built your tent, um, then, you, you know, then you, you know, pitch your altar, Um, you don't dig wells for others because you're, you're done, right? You're done with your time, your talents and your treasure because you, you've built your tent. And I think there's a lot of people, um, and, and I'm just telling you, I fall prey to this as well, right? Is we spend so much time building the temporary things around us that we don't focus on the eternal. We don't focus on the building altars, pitching tents. We, um, we build tents and pitch altars. And I think that's the, that's the concept, right? That, um, when you go to your funeral, that's what you want to have people say about you is this was a man who built altars and pitched tents and dug wells as a blessing to other people. And I'm one of those people who was blessed because of the sacrifices that this particular individual made, right? They did life. Well, they lived life with meaning, significance and purpose. um, And they blessed others because they have been blessed. Right. And I think that's just Right? I, I know this is you know kind of a repeat of what we were doing last week uh, in this particular verse, but it really is, it's just, it's hitting me in so many different ways. I hope it's hitting you. I hope, here's the deal. I hope that as a young man, this is hitting you so that you put your priorities in order as a young man and you focus on the building altars, right? Developing your spiritual life. Um, you know, working, here's the deal, working on those spiritual disciplines that give the Holy Spirit, an opportunity to work in you. Um, Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster, great book to read, talks about the inward, outward, and corporate disciplines, right? You, you know, meditation, prayer, fasting, study, uh, simplicity, right? One of the outward disciplines that, that uh, Foster talks about is simplicity. Um, we don't need all this stuff. Can I tell you how many people, I, I know th- this is one of those things, how many people in America um, have um, storage units? Right, that they can't keep everything, and I know know there's times and places where you might have to have a storage unit for something, right? Because you know we, we got extra stuff, or we're moving, or we're changing this, or we're having work done, or whatever. But just the idea, right, that you've got so much stuff that you can't keep it in your home, that you have to have extra storage someplace that you're paying for to keep all of your things, and I think that's a that's a check, right, of just being able to say is is that something that we need. Right? Or is that something that we're just, we're building our tent, right? Those kind of things, right? And then he talks about solitude, submission and service, uh, and the corporate disciplines or confession, worship, guidance, and celebration, right? Are we giving the Holy Spirit opportunity to work in us by doing the spiritual practices necessary for us to grow in our faith, for God to work in us, for the word of God to Take root and to change our lives, right? So, so not just reading the word of God, but memorizing, meditating, right? Not just um, praying, right? But praying and fasting, right? Not just reading the word of God, but studying. Okay, and and you know, just great book if you want to go through it. Great reminder to us um, that the the spiritual work, the building altars of allowing God to really um, deepen our faith and our walk with him is such an important aspect of who we are, right? As men. Um, Do we have a group of men that are around us that, um, that, Call us out and call us up to be the men that God has created for us to be. And I think that's that's just such an important concept, right, of what is it? what does it mean? I think this is, here's the question. I think you, you have to sit down and ask, you have to ask yourself, what does it mean to build altars? What does it mean to build altars, right? What does it mean to build something? What does it mean to build our spiritual lives? Um, because the altar is the place, right, from this particular verse, right, that Isaac called out to God. Um, And so in a sense, right, you've got to have that aspect where um, this is my opportunity uh, for me to grow in such a way that I get closer to God, I have a better understanding of who God is and what his heartbeat is, and then my life matches that, right? And then what am I doing to pitch tents? I I want to do life well, right? I want to live this life well so that when I compare my building altars to pitching tents, I'm looking at a life lived well, but a spiritual life lived better, right? I'm I'm training in this life and doing it well so that when I look at my spiritual life, I have something to compare it to and I want to say, hey, I'm spending this much time, this much energy, this much effort on the care and the comfort of life. I should spend that much and more, right, on the heavenly eternal needs that are going on and then when I do, I dig wells, Right. That that when I have that in its proper perspective and when I build altars, pitch tents, then I dig wells and I look at the opportunities to be a blessing to people around me, investing in them. Right. Even at a cost. Of course, at a cost. Right. Of course, at a cost to me. Right. That I'm taking my time. And I think that we, we, you know, look at your calendar. Okay. Look at your calendar and just say, uh, in the last month, how much time did you spend with a younger man, um, investing in them spiritually to make them a better person, so that so that that younger person can sit down and say, "Hey, I want to know how to do life better." Right. The, the question is, where, where where is that on your calendar? Where have you put that in? And I think from a young guy's perspective, there's there's always somebody younger, right? Um, but If you're a young guy and you're listening to this and you don't have an older man who's pouring into you um, that you're going to with the great questions of life that you're asking about work, you're asking about marriage, you're asking about your spiritual life, right? You need that, okay? Because then you're going to turn around and dig wells when you get older that are going to be a blessing to other people. But you need to see people who are doing life well. They're building altars, they're pitching tents, they're digging wells, right? Find those people, learn from them, study them, um, spend time with them, be discipled by them. All right, and then turn around and disciple others. But I'm just I'm guys, I know we could we could beat this verse up um, you know for 10, 10 more episodes. I get it. Okay? I just want you to really focus on this idea and say, hey, sit down and think about this comparison of building altars and pitching tents. Look at what you're doing life right and how well you're spending it, right? The kind of time, energy, and effort you're getting you're you're giving to do life well for the temporary and just look at that and say, am I giving the same effort for the spiritual? Am I giving the same effort, right, to allow God to train me and teach me to be the man that he created me to be? And then am I passing that on to others? Am I digging wells that I'm a, right, I'm a blessing to those around me? And then, right, there's going to be moments, right, just like this funeral, there's going to be moments that kind of help you think about this from the perspective of, okay, Right? Like th- this is a good, um, you know, perspective moment where you kind of sit down and you say, Yeah, what are people really going to say about me at my funeral? Right? What are they, re- right? who are the people whose lives are going to be touched by the investment that I made in them? And that's what it's all about.
0: Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.